This is the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast with my mom, Shawnee, Auntie Leonica, and Shante. You can say Auntie Shante. Auntie Shante. Okay, here we go. It's the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast. I'm Shalini. My girl, Leonica, is right there on the other end of the line and welcoming to the crew our girl from way back when, way, way, way back when, Shante. Albion. Albion College. Yep. Shante is in Milwaukee. Leonica is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I am here in Pinellas County, Florida. And the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast is really was meant to be a way for Lee and I to document our experience with the Donald Trump experience. But as things kind of shifted and changed and life happened, we both kind of drew back a little bit. We kind of went internal. Um, I recently just started asking people to share their thoughts and bitch and moan about stuff they wanted to complain about. You know, Lee, we heard from you a couple times on that. But today, Sunday, the 31st of May, 2020, I wanted to get this crew together to really reflect on what is happening, what has happened in the last 24 hours in our country. Because from the beginning, when our friendship started, we always started with conversation. And we always had those conversations. We talked about the stuff you didn't feel like talking about. We got uncomfortable with it. Um, And I feel like right now people are not willing to have the conversation. So if it's just a matter of us documenting what's going on on this day in history, please, the stage is open. My dearest Leonica and Shante, share, talk. What's up? Well, there's pandemonium all across the country, from California to New York, from Michigan to the Gulf. People are mad and angry, and they're tearing up stuff. The revolution is happening right now before our eyes. It's not in the future. It's being televised. It's being streamed, and we're recording it. They got down last night in Grand Rapids. They tore up police department, jewelry stores, restaurants, all kinds of stuff. Um, And again, the word is the real Black Lives Matter protest was from 6 to 8, but after 8 o'clock, all these other people from who weren't a part of that protest came downtown and got down. So that's been documented. Up. That's been that's documented exactly. up until now. That's been documented that there are external factors, people who um, even to the point where uh, one of the clips that I saw was some protesters, a pallet of bricks sitting outside a building that had no construction on it. Why were those bricks there? What is going on? So when you have the peaceful protests and you have people gathering together to protest, and then all of a sudden this bad element of vandalism and looting is infiltrating these peaceful protests, now you now all of a sudden you're putting curfews on people, now you're telling people they can't peacefully protest, and now you're muzzling the people who need to be heard the most. So exactly. I don't think there's anything outside. I don't think it's any surprise that there's an outside force here. The sad part is, is that I hope that my brothers and sisters aren't falling into their hands and into their plan too much. I completely agree. Because I can honestly say yesterday uh, in Milwaukee, uh, what I saw pass by my house was a peaceful demonstration, peaceful protest. Um, they were yelling or, you know, saying, you know, Black Lives Matter, not to mention um, George Floyd. You know, this is what, you know, what they were walking past my house saying and not, 
I didn't see no one throwing anything. You know, there was no, you know, um, violence of any kind. You know, they were peaceful. And I just hate that the media is using that. They're focusing on the wrong issue here. Yes, there's there's people out here looting and, and doing what they're doing. They're not a part of what this cause is about. And I need for them to separate the difference and to know the difference and, 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 and for us not to lose sight of what the message is, which is this is a history of, of racism, institutionalized racism in this country that has been going on forever. Since I was a kid, now these younger generations are getting to see it and feel it as well. But see, what a lot of white people are not realizing, I ain't gonna say all, is that their youth, their youth see the difference. Because when I looked in that crowd yesterday, more than half were white. Right. More than half. They see things different than what we saw. You know, hip-hop, and, and let's talk about, you know, music and the hip-hop culture has has transcended racial boundaries. It's also documented these injustices for years and years and years. Tupac, you got N.W.A. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back because I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think to kill a minority fuck that shit cause I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on and thrown in jail we can go toe to toe in the middle of a cell fucking with me cause I'm a teenager with a little bit of gold and a pager searching my car looking for the product thinking every nigga is selling narcotics you got uh 911 is a joke public <laughs> enemy yeah I'm broke with no use people if your life is on the line then you're dead today Latecomers with the latecomers touching that's a body bag in disguise, y'all, I'll bet ya. I call them body statues cause they come to fetch you with an autopsy ambulance just to dissect ya. They are the kings cause they swing amputation. Lose your arms, your legs, and them is compilation. I can prove it to you, watch the rotation. It all adds up to a f***ing situation. So get up and get, get, get down. 911 is joking your town. Get up and get, get, get down. Late 911, where's the late crown? Get up and get, get, get down. 911 is joking your town. Get up and get, get, get down. Late 911, where's the late crown? So we know for a fact that there's been these tensions that have been ignored, ignored, ignored. But in Facebook groups, they, I've seen the screenshots of conversations saying, let's go down here. Let's hijack what's going on. Wow. Intentional, like, yeah. In, in Facebook posts from individuals I'm friends with in Grand Rapids, it's screenshots of conversations, warning people before our protest started. So we knew this was going to happen, but we I'm sure the organizers didn't expect it to get that far out of control. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the idea that you turn it into violent vandalism and now all of a sudden you've got this public justification of well that's why they got shot and that's why they got beaten that's why they got this and they got arrested and they got this and they got that because it's 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 not just dissolving 
the message that is going to actually do some good, it is a lie. It's a big, fat lie, a nationwide lie that's going to be destructive. And let's face it, insurance companies got these buildings covered. Like we can find, you can't get your, get your, get your new awning. Like what? Exactly. You have insurance. Come on. Wah, wah, like, oh, oh they, okay. they broke in and they got all the shoes. Oh, all the That's... shoes are gone. Poor Target. They'll be fine. Target is going to be A-okay. They'll be okay. Right. Target yeah. issued a statement saying, we understand. Here are some diapers. Here are some first aid equipment. We need to fix this. There's an Indian restaurant in Minneapolis that um, was burnt on fire. And the owner, you know, there's this 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 uh post of his going around where the owner was basically like i'm okay with my restaurant burning down let that man get justice like if this is what it takes this is what it takes i saw him on the news with his daughter oh did you at that same um position until she talked to her dad about it and he convinced her yeah i mean and this is where it comes down to now we we we've talked about white women and the last election and their responsibility and their complacency in the last election and how they basically are the reason that Donald Trump is in office and destroying the world one day at a time. Um, So whether or not this particular issue is where they start really being vocal and active because now they're really feeling it because they're inundated by it, because they're home all the time, or because they've got children watching them very closely to see how they're responding. Whatever the case may be, if, if, if it takes, you know, the gas station getting burned down, if that's where we're at, that's where we're at. I said to, I, I, I said to a group yesterday, though, I keep watching to see what's happening in D.C. What's happening there? Are, they, are we taking this to his front yard? Are we, yeah. are we going to make him they answer are, for this? And he's threatening to sick dogs on them and get guns. Yep. That's what he tweeted. Yep. He said, it's a good thing they didn't breach those barricades last night on Pennsylvania Avenue. Because we would have had to pull out the big dogs and the big ammunition. And that would have been pretty. Yes. And we have these black Republicans who just refuse to see what this man for who and what he is. Yeah, that, I, that I just don't understand. Female Republicans Ladies and black Republicans say the black, like we're not Americans and we don't deserve a great America. So MAGA likes those uh, them black people, the black people, the blacks like. Who are you? You're telling me that you don't represent (laughs) me. You're telling me that you are not a leader for me and my people in this society that's supposed to be America. He's never been a leader of any people. He's never been a leader of any people. Are you kidding me? He doesn't even know what that means. There's never, ever been a moment of that man's life where it wasn't about what's in it for him. There's just, that's, there's 100%. There's no way there's ever been a day, a breath, a moment in his life where he was not calculating what he could get out of something. But the problem is so many other Americans who have the similar experience that he has. And it's never been about anybody else 
them either. That's what had me upset when I woke up this morning and I could see people cleaning up, saying, this is our community. This is what we do. We help each other out when we're in need. While all these business owners are saying, why did this happen? They've destroyed. We didn't do anything to anybody. Why is this happening to us? And I'm thinking, okay, you had one, two nights of this. And now you see what it's like to wake up in back skin every month of day. day. Boom. Every day. Bring it. So that's why it happened to you. Because we wake up every day saying, why did this happen to me? Why did it happen to that man? Why is this happening to my son? Why did that girl Brianna get killed like that? Why? So we constantly asking why. We never did anything to anybody. Hell, we ain't even asked to be here. So why can't we have some peace? Why can't we have some economy? <laughs> Since that's so important to you, it's important to us too. But y'all don't want to see that. Nah, y'all want to redline us here and blacklist us over there and control what we can do, where we can go, and how we can move. But we learn how to move now. We learn how to move just like you. The conversation on the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast is um, just a collection of thoughts based on what's going on right now in the country. Leonica's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Shantae is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm Shalini. I am here in Pinellas County, Florida. Question for you ladies about the election in November. I don't know if you saw the Killer Mike, um, him speaking to the city of Atlanta. I heard that, but I didn't see it. He's the son of cops. He says he doesn't want to be there. I got a lot of love and respect for police officers down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta that even after becoming police had to dress in a YMCA because white officers didn't want to get dressed with niggers. So I'm duty bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize and mobilize it is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth it is time to hold mayoral offices accountable chiefs and deputy chiefs atlanta is not perfect but we're a lot better than we ever were and we're a lot better than cities are i'm mad as hell so my question for us on the other side of this camera is after it burns Will we be left with charred or will we rise like a phoenix out of the ashes that Atlanta has always done? Will we use this as a moment to say that we will not do what other cities have done and in fact we will get better than we've been? We got good enough to destroy cash bonds. So we have an opportunity now because I'm mad. I don't have any good advice. But what I can tell you is that if you sit in your homes tonight instead of burning your home to the ground, you will have time to properly plot, plan, strategize and organize and mobilize in an effective way. And two of the most effective ways is first taking your butt to the computer and making sure you fill out your census so that people know who you are and where you are. 
The next thing is making sure you exercise your political bully power and going to local elections and beating up the politicians that you don't like. I'm doing this thing with a group of people where we're going to be sending out postcards to get people to vote, right? Like apparently they've got proof that these, these postcards work. It gets people to the polls. Okay, sure. I'm a little disenfranchised. I kind of feel like, what the F am I going to do that's going to have any change on this madness? But whatever. If it means sitting down and writing some postcards, I'm going to do it. Are we going to get to November? Are we going to get there? Are, what, are we, what, what's, uh, what, what's, what's the temperature? It's, it's May 31st. I will tell you this. <laughs> if that man is reelected, there will be hell to pay. But that's what I'm saying. I'll like that there. The only thing we can do, the only thing we have left to do, because clearly the reason that I think a lot of people too may be willing to prove their lawlessness and they're willing to be lawless is because they're looking at a president who's getting away with all kinds of dirt. So they're like, oh, why do I need to follow rules? I'm watching a president that doesn't follow any rules. So we clearly, like, that is an issue. I have had a theory since 2016 that we're never going to have another election again. I, th I think we're done. I don't think it happened. I think it's a joke. She did. She has for the last two years. We've been talking about that on this podcast. She's expecting America to turn into a dictatorship. It's dictatorship or civil war. We're going with this man in office. He would love to be the king. Oh, he would love. He would love that. And, and he's acting like it because the Republicans are not holding him accountable. They have to eat their words and eat everything that they quote unquote stand for to support this man now. And it's running off the good Republicans. But you know what? Those quote-unquote other Republicans that are jumping ship, you have a responsibility. And they're, and they're not doing what they need to do to put this man in his place and let them know that America was not built on that. This is not America. America was never a dictatorship, and it will not be one. <laughs> We, we the bought, people. We bought that in 1776. We the people. We ain't having that. I mean, it's not gonna happen. The gates will have to be breached. <laughs> they will. Ain't no way around it. Just like they had to go to war against the British, we're gonna have to go to war against these motherfuckers too. Period.
what what can we do to get people to vote? Like, let's be a part of this political process. That's why they're winning. That's why they get to do what they do is because they vote and they participate in the political process. And they put their people in positions and they put their people in positions and they put their people in judge positions and they put their people in positions of power left and right so that their their will is the way. All I remember in, in history classes, one of the major things that stuck with me is before every change in government, there is a revolution before going from this ism to that ism, there is a revolution. But I am a lazy protester. I am somebody who thought all this protesting and and all this stuff was done. I was ready to sit back and chill. Thank you, Barack and Michelle. Like we were good. Like we were good. You know. So this whole I'm I'm a I have to be up and go and protest again and and be active again. And if that's what if it lays in the hands of people like me, I mean I, I I'll do the best I can. I'll write some postcards. Get off your ass. Come on! <laughs> well, we're gonna drag your ass into this, <laughs> like we did when the club got chopped up. That's the, the thing: is we can we get enough people to care? People are disenfranchised. People genuinely feel like my vote doesn't matter, and I'm not saying it doesn't matter because it clearly does. But people really are not. I mean, it does not look like yeah. any of this matters anymore. Does it really look like it matters? He turned the White House into a strip club. It is a dirty place where dirty things happen with dirty people. Dirty. Yo, you better give me that money. Hey, Uh, 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 uh. Baby, I got your money. Don't you worry. I said, hey. Oh, girl, it's just golden showers all over, nigga. Boom, everywhere. Boom. I don't care if you listen, I don't care if you listen, I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Shalini and Leonica. I appreciate you beautiful ladies allowing me to play radio, the I don't care if you listen podcast. Your predictions for three weeks from now. Leonica, go. Oh, I'm just going to be sitting in the house chilling, working from home, taking care of my kids, just like always. Bored in the house, now I'm in the house, bored, and I'm bored in the house, now I'm in the house, bored. <laughs> in the house, now I'm in the house, bored. Pretty much. Three weeks, Tay, what do you see? Three weeks, Tay. Well, hopefully in three weeks, Taz will be back in the bedroom. <laughs> you've this been... is what I'm looking forward to. Because <laughs> you've been quarantined, you've been really quarantined, because you yeah. you're immunocompromised, so you've been really, really quarantined in yes i'm quarantined in the house <laughs> and lee and all these protests uprisings and riots where people are social distancing when they feel like it because i see a lot of people getting upset taking their masks off or just riding around with their mask underneath their chin that's not appropriate i think that the numbers are getting ready to go back up and stay at home orders are going to get a little bit restricted because states are going to start closing back up and then it's really going to go down because you know the white folks came to the state of michigan and had a big ak-47 you're talking about those fine people (laughs) the good people they're very good people they're very good they're very good very fine people and they're going to blame all of this on us. And that's where it's going to be problems or 
Leonica, as the mother of black sons, I hug you. I hug you in my heart. I hug you in my mind. I hug you in my soul. I hug you. Um, but you know that post that you made today is a poem, a post. I would love if we could kind of sign off with that and let our journal continue. We will document our thoughts as this all proceeds, progresses, and we're changing laws and changing the situation. We'll document what's going on in our minds about it all. So I don't care if you listen. If you do, thank you. If you'd like to chat with us on the podcast, you can log on and email us, idciylpodcast at gmail.com. idciylpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. Tay, we love you. And I'm glad that you were here with us. Be safe in Milwaukee. Keep us posted. Leonica, take it away, my love. People are waking up disgusted. They feel victimized and traumatized. They are asking, why me? I haven't done anything to anyone. They know they took a loss. They know it's a setback and it'll be hard to recover. They're afraid of what will happen tonight. Will they be terrorized again? This is what happens when the economy is more important than black lives. This is what happens when you hear us but refuse to listen. This is what happens when you see our pain and close your eyes. This is the terrorism that black people feel every day. This is the trauma that has been present in black lives for centuries. What you are seeing in American cities today is a metaphor for our experience. But you still don't get it. The conversation has already switched from our pain to yours. Your businesses, IRAs, and homes mean the world to you. Life means the world to us. We just want to live. You have the privilege to live comfortably. Black lives matter. All lives matter more than the economy. The violence is unacceptable, you exclaim. Say that the next time you see problems of brutality. Say that the next time you see COVID-19 is disproportionately affecting our community. Say that when you compare our school's test scores. Say it's unacceptable the next time you hear about cancer and diabetes. Say it's unacceptable to have so many black children in foster care. Say it's unacceptable that unarmed black men can be killed in the streets without consequences. Restructure the institutions that breed inequalities and racism. We can all be safe and comfortable being.